important the work is to people and how people feeling connected to the work they do and the people that they work with, how, how beneficial that is in, in, you know, how people view the work that they do. Um, yeah. So I, I can't reiterate that enough for people listening, give people the opportunity to, to own the work that they do as much of the end to end as they possibly can. And yeah, that you'll just see their, their, their level of accountability and engagement with the organization. And again, the work just go through the roof. Hmm. so yeah i i completely agree i think there's i think anyone i mean i we did i'm sure others also experience you know often there's this front office back office type uh tension um more often than not and you know when they don't feel like that there's a way of being of solving for it or there's no system in place to start solving for it it becomes this kind of there's almost like this tribalism that sometimes mm. happens. There's like, oh, it's those back office guys again that are doing this. Or the back office guys, like, oh, it's the front office guys that don't know what they're doing and they just keep doing these things. But often yeah. it's not because anyone wants to do something bad. No one wants no. to go into their jobs doing the wrong thing. It's more of this usually a process issue or, or something in that system that's causing them to keep creating this problem. Yeah. So when they, if they can surface it, they can start addressing for it. Mm. And even if you don't solve it straight away, just by being aligned mm. on the fact that there is a problem to solve and that they can start working on it just just changes that that shifts that mentality yeah isn't it, it just shifts it, that to attitude. totally and, and there's something in that tribalism that i think you can influence because when you have work tribes different work tribes front back office whatever they might mm. be they have this story they tell themselves about the other tribe. Oh, they just, why do they keep doing this? They just send us this crap or they do this. Why do... So, so change the story that those two tribes tell each other by bringing the two tribes together and give them a way to talk about what, what's common to them, mm. which is the work and give yeah. them a way to solve some of those problems. Then those tribes start telling different stories about the work and it's more aligned and, and it just, it's so, it's so, so powerful. That becomes the dominant narrative we're solving problems together rather than you're creating a problem for me and you're creating a problem for me. So that, that was a really good one. I saw, you know, these teams only sat around a corner from each other. Like they were located on the same floor yet. They, they were still divided. And you would think, you would think that that would be that, how could that happen? But it does because of the work. So make the work common amongst teams and it, and it has a very powerful powerful effect um but the other thing too we saw because people started to learn about how visualization works we saw uh teams visualizing the onboarding process so that they could they could track kind of the the new hires through that to you know to show show how people came through that process to optimize that you know everything was being visualized there wasn't a, there wasn't a wall that didn't have something on it there wasn't a window that didn't have post-it notes on it um, it was it was really really great to see. You know, we started visualizing all of our CX metrics as well, so it was sort of an extension of our daily stand-ups to talk about how the work was going to be organised. We talk about the CX metrics, um, all of our you know voice of customer data as well. So it was, yeah, it was it was great, and that gave us more of a. We talk about you know, having a seat at the table with you know teams like marketing and brand and and even even with IT, you can then tell a, a more holistic story about what's going mm. on in your contact center and the value that you then can play in influencing decisions across the organization um, is huge so 
yeah, we, we definitely, I definitely felt a, a, a big shift in over that, that period in the, in teams across the rest of the organization, marketing in particular, um, at the time wanting to be far more engaged with the contact center because of the, the information we were able to give them and the way we were able to tell the story as well, because it wasn't just coming from people like me. It was, it was team leaders and, and managers and even you know we had people within the contact center who were sitting on projects like frontliners that were sitting on working groups for projects because they wanted to hear directly from them about how this change would impact uh that their teams and and how would customers feel if we did this so it was yeah it was it was pretty awesome Hello folks, we have some exciting news. We are kicking off a fortnightly lean coffee on the future of contact centers. We're hoping to build a community of support for all you contact center folks out there who are on a quest to reinvent your contact centers. Our plan is this, it's a fortnightly lean coffee. Lean coffee is just simply a way to prioritize the discussion. So we only talk about the stuff that's most important to you. So you guys will drive this, you will come along with the topics, we will help you prioritize them, and then we will run the discussion. So you get the most value you possibly can out of this time every fortnight. We're gonna run it on the Meetup platform. So www.meetup.com and then search for the future of contact centers and then simply register and you'll get all the reminders and so forth in your calendar. We think it's a cool platform because A, we can run the event through there, but also there's message boards, polls, discussion, threads. So we're hoping it's a, a place where you can go, not just to participate in these, these forums every fortnight, but also to build your network with like-minded contact center people and have the discussions that you need to have so that you can make your contact center better. So we're super excited about it, kicking off um, on Meetup, as I said. So head to www.meetup.com, search for the future of contact centers, register and come along. And yeah, we'd love to see you there and really look forward to making this something that uh, you can rely on to help you in your quest. So oh, that's it for now. And we hope to see you there. Bye. It's really funny the way you talk about all this. Like I, I just see the same sort of patterns that happened in our call center as well. <laughs> you know, as we went through this transformation, that, that that's exactly the same sort of manifestation that was um, being created because yeah, all of a sudden the, the call center teams weren't viewed as a cost to the business anymore. Mm. That all of a sudden it was flipped on its head that actually these guys know what they're doing they're getting their work done, so you don't have to worry about their backyard. More often than not, a lot of teams are just like, oh, they can't, they can't get their backyard it's sorted. It was we were sorted, you know, we were sorted in the backyard. We were now telling or getting helping other teams to say, hey, how can we help you? Yeah. <laughs> like, how how can we help you get your projects delivered? Because it's gonna yeah. help us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Everything that we were doing was to help us actually, because at the end of the day, if there's some problem in the business, some problem with the customers, it would just be felt by the core center. So it was in mm. there. It was always in uh, the core center's uh, interests to try to help other teams be able mm. to deliver better. Yeah. At all time. So, yeah, it's just funny how that that all plays out in the same. Yeah, way. and it can happen in you know in any contact center that it's not like that today. It can it can happen there too with the right 
with the right the right focus and I suppose commitment to yeah just just having a go but I also remember too that that then opened the door for us to think about how change more broadly was being done if you like to the to the contact center because we started to visualize change we had these huge we call them change radars so that's what Eduardo called them when I stole that idea off him we had these huge ones made up and it was they were I don't know a meter and a half across at least and they were on they were professionally done. We got the marketing team to go and get them printed and stuck on this, you know, I think it was the foam or something, whatever it was. But anyway, they went up on the wall and, and then we'd have project teams come and talk to us about where these these projects, you know, were in, in the process. And so for anyone listening to Change Radar, basically it's circle, concentric circles moving inwards. Closer to the middle is go live. Further out is obviously further to go live. And you can divide it up into you know, different pieces of a pie and each of those pieces is a change coming from a different area. So it could be marketing, could be IT, could be risk, whatever it might be. And then yeah, you just create a card for each piece of change and you stick it on the, on the radar, depending on how far it is from go live and which, 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 uh, which theme it, it relates to. And you get the people who own that work to talk to it and you, you put your people in front of it so they can hear about it. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's it sounds so simple, but it and it is. But when you have project people or change people saying we've got this project due to be delivered in two months and it's going to involve a change to the website and we think it's pretty straightforward, we haven't really got any training uh, organised or we don't think we need to, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to go live on a Sunday night and then yeah, Monday it'll be be live for customers and then you have, then you have all of your frontline people say, hang on a minute, <laughs> uh, sounds pretty simple. But what you're doing is you're, it's a, I don't know, I'm making this up. It has changed the interest rates for a term deposit. Okay, cool. So what does your comms to customers look like? What does the comms to the call center look like? Um, what what is the change to the work? Who's going to update the work instructions? Ah, oh, don't know. We just kind of figured that, you know, you guys you would do that. Work it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you say, okay, yep, we will work it out, but let's work it out before it happens uh, rather than afterwards. And it, you have a different conversation. You can, there's education both ways. They start to educate the teams in the contact center about how change is delivered and what goes into doing that and, and vice versa. To, to adopt change effectively, this is what we need. And so, again, people are aligned around the work and what's needed to get it done. So, it's yeah, it was very very powerful stuff it it really is um and that's something i've been speaking a lot with clients recently is that whole how the change impacts the contact center teams and you know often that that gets misunderstood but uh or it, it, it's understood but it's not so much that people there's, there's a malice in terms mm. of delivering the change it's just more that there's there, there requires a specific type of thinking for what happens with call center teams that you know you need to make sure that there's how many people 60 70 80 people who need to be aware of this change and they need to have, be armed with the right information so mm. that they can tell the customers the right thing um, but there's also how can you do things differently so you're not creating this huge additional workload to these call center teams yeah um, and, and there's always a, a way to, to work about it but it's just about how can you create more of that understanding so I love that change radar yeah um, idea because it does create yeah, it's simple, but it, it creates this connection between teams where yeah. they start talking through um, the impacts and, and then it becomes this 
this this learning continuous learning process because all of a sudden they learn that then the next time something happens the change people are, are more aware the project teams are more aware so they start doing things more in advance because it's easier mm. for them as well so they don't they don't do things ahead of time or waste their time doing the wrong thing and and vice versa the course and teams know how to keep those other teams informed or give the those teams more data that they need so they can make better decisions with how yeah. to deliver the project so yeah it's yeah it, it's and the other thing, the other it is, it is beautiful because it, there's a the human the human part of that is what I I suppose you maybe you're missing in all of that, but the the tribalism thing comes back in as well. It's not just project people delivering change to a contact center, and then this story that develops around oh they don't care about us, they never think about us. To now they're talking to you know to Arnie. And they're, mm. they're now they're delivering change to Arnie because they're actually talking mm. to you about it and looking at you. And then you develop this empathy between each other about, oh, well, I better get this right because I don't want to let Arnie down. I know he's got such a tough job with his teams and service levels are really tough at the moment because you probably share that information now that you're actually looking at each other face-to-face rather than just being you're on another floor as a project team and it's just an email or something. It's just, it's incredibly powerful. I can't reiterate enough, just human beings working together, talking about the work, looking at each other, developing empathy and understanding. And then the stories change because all of a sudden, the perception that these other teams don't care about us and how they're doing what they're doing completely changes. Um, And if nothing else changes, it's just they walk back to their teams and go, don't worry, guys, they do care. They've got our back. They're going to get this right. It's it's just, it's amazing. It's that, it's that trust that gets created. At yeah. the end of the day, if there's anything you take away from this podcast, it's that we're all human <laughs> yep. and we need to create more humanity yep. um, by, you guess what, communicating and, and getting on the same page.